Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. morning footy here's a look at the notable premier league weekend fixtures it all kicks off saturday morning 7 30 a.m eastern with luton town hosting chelsea aston villa will look to bounce back on saturday as well 10 a.m eastern when they take on burnley you've also got nottingham forest and manchester united saturday at 12 30 p.m eastern two teams coming off of big results and on sunday can tottenham bounce back after a tough loss when they take on bournemouth one of the most informed sides in the entire premier league that one is on on Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Joining us now to talk more about this weekend's matches is our good friend Jeff Shreves, who uh, we just can't get enough of this week on Morning Footy. Jeff, is this like four straight days? <laughs> we appreciate well, you. Well, after Christmas, there's a lot of me to have a lot of, so there's plenty to share around. <laughs> Jeff, that's why we love you. Jeff, blink if you need me to call help for you. Do we have you taped to that chair? <laughs> yeah, he hasn't left his study actually at all this entire week. His family hasn't seen you... him. He's growing a beard progressively yeah. day after day. We have him back all on. you can Jeff buffet. <laughs> it's because I'm not. It's because I'm not allowed to leave the room. My captors don't allow me out. That's why. We've got this, we've got the slightly, uh, well, the slightly hey. Father Christmas look. Oh well, hey, as long as we benefit, we're uh, we're happy about it. But Jeff, let's just dig right into it. We talked a lot about Arsenal's loss to West Ham to start off the show, uh, but Tottenham also lost yesterday 4-2 to Brighton. What went wrong for Ange Postecoglou's side in that game? Well, what was interesting about the game last night was both sides, or both squads, if you like, had a number of injuries between eight and ten for both teams, but Brighton just seemed to cope with it an awful lot more. And when you dig deeper, Brighton have actually played six more games than Spurs this season because they're in Europe. So you have to wonder whether or not Brighton and Roberto De Zerbi adapted better to the players that they had and the way that they played. You know, the, the veterans, Welbeck and Milner, they were terrific last night. And the so-called Ange ball, if you like, Tottenham's one way of playing, did that come unstuck? Because he just simply did not have the players available to him. I mean, they had the return Romero, which stabilised them slightly, but in terms of the actual... Uh, the way that Tottenham played, so they just worked themselves. I mean, after the game... Sonny said this was a big, big wake-up call for us. And then also you've got um, Ange himself said, we just, we just looked tired. We were just tired. So, you know, they just, they just weren't at it. As I say, sorry, I want to mention Romero. Of course, he's out as well. They, their defence, they're bringing back in Emerson Royale as well. They just, they just weren't themselves and they look short. They look short right now. They're short on numbers. And I think that's why he has said, 
that he wants to dive into the transfer market sooner rather than later, if possible. He's not somebody who makes excuses, uh, Postacoglu, but they really did look short last night. Jeff, uh, you know better than most how much of a gauntlet this time of year is. And for a team like uh, Tottenham to have started so electric, but seemingly not have a second gear, a plan B, seems dangerous to do in the Premier League. But the question I want to ask you is, one of my favorite parts about you is when you would ask questions immediately after the match in the tunnel. Can I ask you, what would you have asked Ange Pastokoglu if you were covering that game immediately after that loss? I think you'd say, where did that go wrong for you? And I'd be interested in his answer because would, would he admit openly, I mean, he did say last night, we looked tired, but I'm not sure what options he had, Alexis. What did he play? Three full-backs across the back line because of the shortage of numbers? You know, these aren't genuine centre-backs there. Um, Hoiberg doesn't play the way he wants to play. They're missing that zip. They're missing, they're missing the way that he likes to play. So then if you go back at him with, should you have adapted to what you had available, he'll shoot you that look and say, mate, there's only one way we play, and we'll always play that way. Do you remember they got great plaudits, Alexis, when they got beaten by Chelsea 4-1? Even though we're down to nine, they carried on on the front foot. But they just came unstuck last night. And I think also you've got to give great credit to Brighton, who were terrific. They've had a wobble. They hadn't won in three going into the game last night. But they they found a way. You know, they're an inventive side. And they're not afraid to pass the ball around. They're not afraid to play out from the back. So, again, it's a bit like talking about Arsenal and West Ham last night. It's really, really important you give credit to the victors. West Ham last night were terrific. The way they kept their shape especially when Arsenal had the ball, was sensational. They were so compact. It was more than a deep block. You had Alvarez sitting in front of the back four as well. It made it impossible to break them down. And they just crowded Arsenal. Yeah, OK, they didn't do a great deal going forwards, but they've come away with a 2-0 victory. No other side has won at the Emirates this season. And, of course, it could have been three had the penalty been converted. So, again... Give credit to Brighton as well as to West Ham as much as we look at the woes of both Tottenham and Arsenal. Bad night for North London last night. Oof, definitely. But I want to go back to a team that you were talking about, Brighton, and a player, a striker, who's been in good form, João Pedro. Three goals, one assist in his last four matches in all competitions. He is the ultimate penalty kick taker from the spot, eight for eight. What makes him so good as of late for Brighton? Because he's taking his Europa League form and implanting it in the Premier League. Well, when, when, well I mean, what helps as well when you get handed penalties like this, Michael? Yeah. Because, look, I mean, I mean, the first one was just absolutely ridiculous. And he's looking still, what was he, 30 million from Watford, João Pedro? So, uh, I mean, in fact, Deserby was saying last night, he really hopes to be working with him next season which is basically him saying, I hope we can hang on to him. He's, he's got pedigree. He's got class. You can see that. that when, when you take penalties and you convert them, of course, you're always going to be confident. But when you're a player of his ability as well, and they're going in, then, of course, just standing there, you're just going to stroke the ball into the back of the net, which is exactly what we're seeing from him right now. He's almost a cert, isn't he, every time? Jeff, in terms of sort of the way that this match played out in, I guess, if we give a theme of doing as much as you possibly can with so little or whatever you can, um, what is your opinion of Deserbi and his ability to sort of navigate all of that with this Brighton side? Well, I think what, what I like about him is his adaptability 
and the way that he moves players around, almost chess-like as well, and he knows he's going to get certain things from certain players. Now, earlier in the season, he had James Milner up against, I think it was Martinelli against Arsenal, and he was criticised for it because of Milner's age, but he pointed out about his experience. And as I alluded to just now, like Milner last night, he's skinny defenders, he cut inside, and he had a rasping shot that smacked off of the post. So he thinks outside of the box. I don't think he's cowed by anything that's said in the media. I don't think he... If you like, I think he's got that great ability as a coach that he can ignore all of the noise that is around him. He's a really intense coach and he focuses on not just his side, but on exactly what he wants from his team. And that's why he's getting the results. And I don't think he's somebody either that goes overboard when things aren't necessarily going his way. I absolutely love his passion. I've got to tell you. I'm when a you massive watch him on fan the bench, of his too. Yeah, Chris, honestly, when a decision doesn't go his way, he turns around and he berates the people on his bench as though it was their fault that they didn't get a free kick or the ref gave a wrong decision. He goes absolutely bonkers at them. I'm not entirely sure what they can do about it. He's so passionate. He's so passionate. Jeff, he's got the same blood as my wife. <laughs> but I want to talk about the player in the back line. A lot of the injuries have been talked about for this Brighton side, but they get one back, a big one. Purvis Estupinian, he scored an absolute golasso. What a ball he hit. What a ping. How big is it to get him back at this time of year when a lot of Premier League sides are kind of scrambling for defenders, scrambling for healthy players? Well, it's like a new signing, isn't it? He hadn't played since, what, beginning of November. So for him to come back and get minutes was, you know, was hugely important. He's a quality player. But for him then to announce his return with that strike was absolutely sensational. When he hit it, I thought, no way, too far. And then as it's going, you think, surely not. And then when you look back at it as well, Michael, I don't know about you, you can't criticise the goalkeeper there. Mm-hmm. You cannot criticise him whatsoever. In fact, Vicario kept the score down for Tottenham last night. It could have been a whole lot more if it wasn't for him. That was just a glorious, glorious strike from a quality player. You imagine as well, you've been out for injury a long, long time, and you come back. You're going to be, you're going to be slightly reticent. You're, you're going to be not quite sure of yourself. Maybe not as confident as usual. And then all of a sudden, that ball sits up for you like that, and bang, there you go. Never t- look at this. Look, yeah, as I said, stroke. I mean, nonchalant as you like. It's like a walk in the park for him, isn't it? <laughs> Jeff, uh, the the coming of the new year gives us a time to reflect on the year prior. So I'm I'm curious for you. We've talked a lot this week about some of our favorite moments from 2023. What is your favorite moment uh, in 2023? Is it meeting me? To to be honest with you, Alexis, I'm slightly surprised that you've got a very colourful top on. I thought you might be wearing dark colours, mourning the passing of Arsenal's title challenge this season. I thought you might be all in black. Jeff, I made real right Yeah, uh, (laughs) despite what doctors suggest, I've got no plastic on me, my friend. (laughs) Are you are you are you conceding? Is it all over for Arsenal? Is that it? No, not one bit. Really? Four, Just four points from four four points from four games. They're ten points worse off than this time last season. This was the time for them to make hay while Manchester City were away. What's a happened? Of, a lot of people get colds in the winter. 
<laughs> well, let's, let's hope this one isn't terminal for their title challenge. Right, back to 2023. Uh, you'd have to say, wouldn't you, that the, uh, the treble by Manchester City was fantastic, a brilliant achievement. Then you've got to look at Newcastle back in the Champions League, gave us a real lift. Brighton continue to win friends and admirers as well. Uh, goal of the calendar year, probably Garnacho. Fantastic. Uh, but I'll tell you what, you know, I think my favourite moment from 2023, which will continue into next year, is Luton Town back in the Premier League. Mm. This is, well, I say back in the Premier League, back in the top division. They've never been in the Premier League. Ten years ago, ten years ago, they were playing non-league football. They've got no budget. They've got a tiny ground. And yet, look at them. They've proved that there is still a place for romance in football. And and I'm tipping them as surviving this season. Ooh. I think the Tom Lockyer story only adds to it and hopefully he continues to recover as well. But for me, my moment of 2023 is Luton Town. And I hope it's the same in 2024. Jeff, you mentioned Arsenal a bit there. Um, are would you press the panic button right now, just given their recent form? I mean, sometimes ball just don't go in net, uh, but 30 chances, five big ones at eight on target with as much of the balls they had against West Ham, that was, that was rather concerning. 81 shots in four games has yielded three goals. <laughs> I mean, there's just we'll no punch. They're trying to the wrong net. <laughs> there's, just, there's, there's just no punch. They're trying to tickle them to death, aren't they? It's just not. It's just not the penetration. There's not the power. Something is missing there. But another problem, I think, you say press the panic button, Ali. Because of financial restrictions in terms of the competition rules, okay. don't forget Rayo is only a loan. That couldn't be a purchase. Yeah. So I think they would have to sell if they were going to buy significantly. So I'm not entirely sure what options they have. They may, Mikel Arteta may have to coach his way out of this because at the moment it's just not happening for them. It really isn't. You know, too many touches, too many passes. They very rarely cross the ball. Very rarely running behind. They need to do something differently because I think the opposition have worked them out. It's as simple as that. Whew. Well, I mean, great. Yeah. Well said. Well, number now one. the vibe's a little darker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now Alexis will go change into his black hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I put one of those I'm, black veils, Jeff, like an old Italian Nona. I'm with you. I'm with you. I hammered these two, these hey. three in the A block. I'm with you. I'm not feeling it from Arsenal. He's well, a United it, fan, Jeff. It is a, it's a crucial time for sure, and we'll see how it all plays out, especially with Man City getting healthier and looking to make a run here in the start of the <sighs> new year. But, Jeff, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Uh, great hanging out with you this week, and we'll see you next week, my friend. I shall see you next year. Yeah. See happy you next year, year. Jeff. Happy New Year. <laughs> Classic joke. Happy All right, New Jeff, year. happy New Year. And uh, stick around because coming up next here on Morning Footy, we are giving you what was the best of 2023 and how it stacks up to years past.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of Victor Ossiman. Dancing against the Atalanta, the fans! That is brilliant! Napoli are Italian champions once again. A joy that will be remembered for ages in the south of Italy. Queens of Europe, at halftime they look down and out, but a second half fight back. Two quick fire goals, and then a winner from the Swede for just the second time in the Catalan's history. They are champions of Europe. A win for the U.S., a confirmation for Canada, a coronation for Ada. To the edge of the six, it's Chris Richards with the opener. He's been beaming with confidence. Florent Balogun has his first international goal for the U.S. The U.S. back-to-back Nations League champions. This is as big as it gets. Great throw for Manchester City. City become the 23rd winners of the big one. Champions of England, FA Cup winners, and now, at last, champions of Europe. 2023 was a great year, but was it the best year ever? We've got some thoughts on how some of the top moments from this past year rank compared to other top moments of years past. And we're going to start with Man City, five trophies in 2023. Alexis, was it the best year ever Mm. for a club team? It's hard to argue with because it was a pretty stout year, especially that second half of the season was just absolutely incredible. As soon as the charges dropped, they went on a run. Uh, they, they had hops everywhere. As soon as the charges <laughs> dropped. Bro, they went on a run. And I know how that uh, – I have a lot of friends. Who the same thing going on. Uh, uh, but they won. They, they, uh, they beat the case. They uh, So far, they got – I look, when I think of – Great seasons. My, the first one, obviously, for me, look, I'm wearing this top. It's going to be the invincible season. But that was really all they did that year. It's an incredible feat. And, look, even Sir Alex Ferguson said it stands bar none above anything else that's happened. So you go completely a year undefeated. Is that the greatest season? You could point to the lack of success in all the other trophies and all the other competitions they were in. You've got Barca 08-09. You've got Barca 2014-2015. You've got Bayern 2013-2014 winning a quadruple. All incredible seasons. Five is really hard to argue. My heart still says Invincibles is the greatest feat, but the best total season, I got to give it to City. Oof. I I just, I think that the Manchester City fans and Manchester City don't have that goal to reach without Manchester United in 1999. To do it the way United did, to have the Manchester DNA, Academy products, your David Beckham's, Paul Scholes, that's just, there's something different, but take nothing away from what Manchester City did. Five trophies and the... Just the, the central cog in that, Pep Guardiola, you talked about mm. Barcelona doing it. Pep Guardiola with Bayern Munich uh-huh. and doing it again with City, that's a feat in its own. City, City have gotten to the point where 
they are going to have to start competing with themselves. You know, how do we make this bigger, do this with more finesse? It's, they're so good. They're just a Goliath. So, I mean, yeah, as I think I have to agree with Alexis, though. In my mind, it, it really is the Invincibles that is kind of like the gold standard. But mm -hmm. they, City have managed to do things that, you know, no other, no other teams really can. Well, a player that did it with uh, Barcelona. Lionel Messi made his move stateside to Major League Soccer and Inter Miami. And the question here, you guys, is was this the biggest signing ever for Major League Soccer? And, he, and Messi's really only got one person, in my opinion, that he's really competing for with this, Lahoud. What do you think? Uh, it's the iconic number 23 for <laughs> LA Galaxy, David Beckham. And Christine, before I go, I want to hear because I, I know those green eyes are sparkling. Very, yeah, getting yeah, yeah. Up. The so Cucina door is open. Door. <laughs> cook, cook. Okay, so my argument in this essay, um, <laughs> Bex is the biggest signing for MLS to date historically and probably maybe will always be because prior to Beckham's arrival, the Beckham rule didn't exist. He opened so many doors for clubs to make maneuvers like he did. He had the foresight somehow back then to know to invest to eventually open this club into Miami. And so without him, there would be no Messi, right? And I would argue that right now, because we have the the power of looking back at historically everything that's changed, this butterfly effect, mm -hmm. that he's created the greatest impact holistically across the league. And right now what we're seeing for, for Messi's arrival is really just an influx specifically that benefits Messi, that benefits Inter-Miami, that benefits ticket sales, but not necessarily creating any real systemic change within the league. What I would have liked that's to have point. seen is have Messi go 10 toes down on all these fields need to be grass and get some momentum on behalf of some of the players. Mm, I'm going yeah, to completely disagree. Yep. <laughs> uh, I think, and by the way, I want to give you a, ch a chance to clarify. You said without Beckham, there's no Messi. You mean in MLS? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Just before you get cooked. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. helping you out well, here. Well, hey, let historically, me, let me, it's yeah. like the, the no context clipping on yeah. social. And the you can tell he has PTSD. Take everything around. out of context and yeah. puts mm. it up. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm like, I hate my, my, yeah. my <laughs> Let me do that again. Yeah. Without Beckham, there is no Messi in MLS. Thank you. Boom. Okay. Just you to hear clarify. that social team? What I want to say is while the David Beckham signing created a ripple effect that got us Lionel Messi in this league. Without a doubt, there is no bigger shock to the entire footballing world. There is no bigger sonic wave hitting the culture at the level it is right now in the United States of America, where it's X amount of times much greater than when Beckham was here and really anything Beckham could have done. The feeling, the vibe, the attention that Lionel Messi has put on MLS in positive light completely outweighs anything Beckham could have done, whether playing or after his playing career. As far as I'm concerned, David Beckham came here and made it a little bit more popular. No Lionel way. Messi came here, World Cup winner, no way. Ballon d'Or winner. Oh, Beckham can't say that. So, disagree. So I, I think, can't I'm with you, Alexis. I think this. When David Beckham came, I think when you say, is it the signing of all time for Major League Soccer, it's the biggest brand that's come up until that point mm -hmm. in Major League Soccer. Well, Lionel Messi, in terms of a player that's still flexing at maybe not as his peak when he was at Barcelona, but 
the World Cup winner, the Ballon d'Or winner, that right there that's never been seen in Major League Soccer, a player who could still play in Europe right now, yeah. chose to come to America. We didn't say it's the Beckham effect. We're saying Messi mania. Why, why, did, Messi he come? Mania. why did he come? Who pulled the strings from David office? Beckham was a Mas. part of that, but Jorge Mas, yeah. But I, I think of... We don't say, where were you when Bex was signed? Mm -hmm. Everyone here, when he scored that goal in the League's Cup, everyone was saying, where were you? Mm -hmm. I always said about this, Lionel Messi coming was like Michael Jordan for soccer coming to the United States in Argentine form. We didn't say that with David Beckham. We were in awe. We were saying, wow, what a global superstar. But this was larger than life. This was superhuman to have Lionel Messi playing Major League Right, soccer. but the problem with that is both figures like Messi and Ronaldo – Right? There are enigmas in this sport. They are the best of the best of the best. So we're right. And with that, <laughs> they have a fan base following that is loyal to them and only them. And when they come, they follow. And when they depart, so too do their fans. So what I'm saying is we will not know the full impact of Messi in terms of retention for fan base, for care about MLS, because quite frankly, I don't think that they do. I think they are just here for Messi. And I respect it, because who doesn't want to see Messi play? A lot of people have the limitation where you don't get to travel the world and see your favorite footballer ever. So of course you're going to fly down to Fort Lauderdale and make sure that you get those minutes in. You saw the same thing, and it's not like it just happens in leagues like MLS. It happened in Serie A when Juve got Ronaldo and they got this sudden influx of jersey sales and attention and followers across all socials which you saw with Inter Miami and the second that he departed all of that went away yeah hey get your money up while you can though so I'm just saying for me yeah it has the greatest lasting impact upon the league because it's a legacy that has led bigger players and bigger names come because he was the first he also contributed back to and in gratitude to a league that brought him in, maybe at a time when it wasn't so popular to come here. The, the quality of play was horrific back then. It's better now. People would maybe argue otherwise with me. But he's given the benefit of that to future players. And now we've seen how many, right? We saw Pirlo play in Yankee Stadium. That's a fever dream. But we saw him but walk we, on to Yankee right. Stadium. Here's my argument against that is, Lionel Messi, we, we, t we talk about the, we're talking about marketing. We're talking mm -hmm. about stuff off the field right now. Let's go to on the field. Winning yeah. a League's Cup at his age, coming in, winning League's Cup, that puts him automatically like that because that was not part of the plan. That was not part of the discussion is, okay, you're going to come in, you're going to sell tickets, the jerseys, we all knew that. But to see the drive, the desire, the quality still there, it's a Hollywood ending to his first game. It's something that every scriptwriter for Major League Soccer was foaming yeah. at the mouth for. We were all foaming at the mouth. If you submitted That's a that strip itself. to a, a Hollywood studio, they'd be like, all right, it's a little yeah. much. Uh -huh. He yeah. scores a free like, kick yeah. in his first game. That, that, just, that raises, was, that raises yeah. the nostalgia that much more. Right, but you're always going to get those beautiful moments in football. That's, that's what we're here for, right? We're did some we, of the most we, romantic people we, in the world. He's a World Cup winner and a Ballon d'Or winner. Did we get that, though, early on with David Beckham? Like, that soon? No, I don't, but I think that the nature of the game, the league itself, and all of that was way different. I mean, part of Beckham's issue, which sent him back to Milan unexpectedly early, was that he was so frustrated with the fact that he had nobody to really play with. You know, and Messi came in, and yes, he has a different task at hand. There was speculation, you know, will he go back out on loan? What's going to happen here with him? And who knows, right? Like, we could wake up tomorrow and there could be breaking news. But uh, for right now, I think his impact has been specifically on Inter-Miami, unquestionably. And also 
more beneficially to Inter-Miami to his fellow teammates, some of those kids that will never, ever have a better tutor, mentor uh, in their lives that are now playing beside and training with, with Messi. Which will, in turn, make right. Major League Soccer better. You know what? Here's the thing. We're going to circle back to earlier in the week. I'd gift Lionel Messi some time because it's hard to definitively say whose impact is going to be bigger without the time that we've been able to see the impact of Beckham over the last couple of decades in Major League Soccer that we just won't know yet right. with Lionel Messi. So that is still the big TBD. question. Great discussion, though. Christine yeah. cooking, yep. Mahood cooking, Alexis cooking. And uh, we've got more Morning Footy coming up next after this break. We're going to give you our predictions for some of the biggest matchups this weekend. Here's a look at your Friday footy fix. A lot of fun Serie A action to tune into here on the Galazzo Network and Paramount Plus, starting with Fiorentina taking on Torino at 12.30 p.m. And you've got Lazio taking on Frozenone at 2.45 here on the Galazzo Network. You've also got Dundee United taking on Patrick Thistle on Paramount Plus in the Scottish Championship. Moving over to Saturday, Atalanta against Lecce will kick things off at 6.30 a.m. on the Galazzo Network. Galazzo, Galazzo, I don't know why I just said that weird. Anyway, <laughs> Juventus <laughs> taking on Roma at 2.45 p.m. on Paramount Plus. In Premier League action, you've also got Nottingham Forest taking on Manchester United and the Celtic Rangers, Old from Derby, CBS Sports Network, 7.30 a.m. Eastern. On Sunday, Fulham will host Arsenal at 9 a.m. on Peacock and Tottenham taking on Bournemouth. Another big matchup for Tottenham as they look to bounce back, as will Arsenal. All right, everybody, let's give our predictions for some of the top matchups this week. And let's start with the Old Firm Derby. Don't go against our guy, Todd Cowell. Our new best oh, exes. Who don't are you going to take in this one, Celtic or Rangers? Well, how dare you frame it that way. Uh, <laughs> I am, unfortunately, I'm going for Celtic. I just think they have too strong of a season mm-hmm. this year uh, and some incredible players. And, of course, there's an American on the team. So, CCP? Yeah, yeah, yeah. CCP? All right. Lahoud? I'm going Rangers. I think momentum is in their favor. I think the confidence that they build and they showed in that matchup against Real Betis is really going to come to fruition. And Cyril Dressers getting goals is a good Rangers. All right. I'm going Rangers because Todd and I listen to the same music. Yeah, I'm also going Rangers because I like to respect our guests here on the show. Wow. And I also agree with you, Lahoud. I think they've got a lot of good momentum in their favor, and they need to catch Celtic at the top of the table. All right, Tottenham taking on Bournemouth, one of the most informed teams in the league right now. I'm going to go back around this way. Christine, who you got? I'm going with the Cherries. All right. Yeah, give me that Bournemouth right now. Jen Calhoun, our producer, she is going to be so excited about all of our predictions because mm-hmm. I know you like them as well. Absolutely. First of all, I've never picked on them. Uh, <laughs> uh, not while wearing the shirt. But also, Andoni Iraola, incredible and former NYCFC player, now their coach, and his hybrid pressing system is absolutely oh. incredible. So I'm going to go with Bournemouth. we got to give a shout yeah. to Dominic Solanke. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Out of his mind yeah. right Bournemouth now. Bournemouth are literally the most striker. informed team in the Premier League. They're definitely informed. Them have been cratering, obviously. We just watched that and they're not healthy today, and right, they don't have the back line, the, the back line, and a quality striker. It's gonna do that. All right, Lahoud, I'm gonna start with you on this one. Nottingham Forest, man, you both teams coming off of big results. Who do you give the edge to? If we can shackle down Chris Wood, then we're gonna win 10 0. No, we're, we're, I think United are gonna win. 
Garnacho, give this kid the ball. Let him cook. I love his attitude. I love his audacity to try things. So I'm going United. All right, Alexis. I'm also going with United. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, I think Nottingham Forest is starting to get back into form. I think so is um, uh, Matt Turner. I almost forgot his name, but I think United. Right. <laughs> I think that guy in the yeah, goal. Yeah, you know the dude, yeah. right? Uh, Homie between the, the sticks. Uh, <laughs> no, but I think United are starting to figure out how to win ugly and dirty and just get points. So I feel like I'm going to give them this one. Christine? Do it. Nottingham are coming back at it. I- I'm Ooh. going 1-1 one, one draw. Huh? All right. Okay. okay. Draw. I like I that. I am also going to take United. That second <laughs> half. <laughs> if they can replicate that second half performance um, that they, they showed in that big win against yeah. uh, Villa, then I think they've, they've definitely got a chance in this one to, uh, to go out and win uh, without a problem. All right. Juventus and Roma. Christine, Juve. Forza Juve sempre. I think Juve, Bremer, Lukaku, I think Bremer gets the better of him. And Juve's defensive record at home, oof, not bad. I'm going to say Juve. I want to see Weston McKennie ball out. Where? Yeah. Goal? Yeah, way back? I think maybe. Yeah, they combined. Oh, that would Didn't be huge. Combine? Yeah, that would be he's, huge. Let's put it this way. He's been back. He hasn't started. Right. But he's back. Yeah. And I'm hoping to see him. He adds all of the pace on that right flank. So. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm also taking Juve in this one. They just, they've been... They've been so good, and I think they keep it going against Roma. All right, we are also going to do some wild predictions for 2024, because this is going to be a fun little exercise and can also just ruffle some feathers, which we like to do here on the show. Christine, I'm going to start with you. Um, I'm going with uh, U.S. to the Copa America final. Uh, wow. Right. <laughs> you uh, super patriotic. Wow. With this backdrop. So Flo Balogun hat trick against Uruguay. Flo they Balogun hat trick again against They're Panama. all going to yeah. dig deep and find the best versions of themselves. They are more importantly going to be healthy. And we're going to see. You went and pray love? Yeah. <laughs> Along with them going to the final? Yeah. Damn. They're going right. to do vision I, board. I called, uh, up my, vision. I called up my LA friends and said, I need the crystal girlies yeah. on the horn. The stadium because you <laughs> of America is coming. I'm going to be practicing right. Santeria. We yeah. got all kinds of Alexis, what's uh, your wild prediction? All right. I know everyone is saying no, and but I think at least one more team will join the Super League next Ooh. year. Mm. And here's where I think it's coming from. Ooh. Saudi Arabia. Ooh. Ooh, that would be a different dimension. Mm-hmm. Different dynamic. All right, I like it. That's pretty wild. Lahoud, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go one step almost further because that's a pretty wild one. Manchester United is going to make the top four. That's ridiculous. I'm convinced by what I saw. (laughs) Do we have a CTE person in here? Look look at me right now. Click the lights in your eyes, dog. (laughs) Nah. I I look like Warren. There's something about me. Yes, I said it. Manchester United are going to make top four, and Rasmus Hoyland is going to come good for him to score that goal, for it to be against Aston Villa. I'm delirious. I'm in dreamland. Yes, you are. It's coming. Come on. Come on. Yeah. That is unhinged. Said, I'm delirious. I'm a Man United fan. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do to you? What's yours? Do you have one? Yeah, mine's absolutely off the wall, and everyone's not going to agree. And I don't even know if I fully agree. Inter Miami will not win a trophy in 2024. Nah, mm-hmm. that's almost as crazy as what LaHood said. Just nah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I'm not okay. Now, you, Luis Suarez, you say Luis Suarez is not going to score a goal either. That's I'm going to smell your coffee. Plays. I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. This is crazy. Actually, this is the one that should be yeah. right now. What a, way to, what a way to wrap I'm just going to dump it on my head. Yeah. Uh, what a way to wrap up the show and the year. Thanks so much for tuning in and joining us today on Morning Footy. We'll see you in 2024, everybody. Have a great new year. Stay safe. And uh, we cannot wait to see you again next week. And Love next you guys. Year. Ciao. <laughs>